time for a new episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Allen Iverson is always going to be my all-time point guard. The real AI? Practice. We talking about practice, not the game. His contributions to professional baseball cannot be denied. Uh, you sure about that? Then why is he not in Cooperstown? Come on, puss. Nope. Hattie old girl, he takes a backseat to Joe Montana. Two years now we've been doing this bullshit. Yeah, I can't believe podcast hasn't thrown us off the air. Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne? <sighs> Reggie Wayne. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Taylor versus Serrano, 2022 fight of the year, baby. Two women sold out in Madison Square Garden. Incredible. You're the biggest homer ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You leave my Dodgers, Steelers, and my Penguins out of this. We did a lot of hockey talk last year. I enjoyed that. Well, it's a great sport. Kill a guy with skates. What's better? It's true. All right. One-on-one, full contact, both in their prime, LeBron versus Jordan. Come on, Hattie, old girl. You really think that deserves an answer? Okay. Fine. We'll take it. Coming soon on Steel Toes and Scoreboards, a top 25 QB episode. Beto. Nope. Not after that point guard cluster episode. <laughs> oh, man. Tyson Fury versus Mike Tyson in their prime. I'm pretty sure somebody named Tyson would win. <laughs> <laughs> this Live Golf versus PGA Tour feud has been an incredible news story this year. It's a pissing contest, but it has been funny. That Waco episode did killer numbers on our downloads. See, good thing we cover more than just sports. Have I worked a pro wrestling reference in yet tonight? And here we go, folks. Once again, he gets going. Well, you know. <laughs> I like wrestling. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Peyton, Brady, Breeze, and soon-to-be Rogers all retired. Who's the next crop to stand up and take their place? We've got to start talking more to college hoops. I'm waiting on you to pull the trigger. Commissioner Kirk Kelly in the house, everybody. I'm here to save the MLB. Anything to say to your fans? Peace, love, and Ozzy Osbourne. Hot take right here. He's the greatest second baseman to ever play the game. You're kidding me, right? You can't be serious. All right, Puss. You ready to get into it? Sure bet. Hey, old girl, let's piss some people off. <laughs> and as he said, we sure do. <laughs> Guys, a very new episode happening right now. Wieners and buttholes. There you go. Welcome to another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboard. Together in person. <laughs> That's right. For the first time since July 3rd. That's been a minute. When we did uh, Whitey Ball. Yeah. Cards and Brewers. Oh, we've been together The Harvey Wallbank. We haven't been together since then. Yeah. That was the last episode we NCAA, did. We've done. NCAA. We did that before. Are you sure? Uh, well, now that you ask me that. We're going to verify. Bear with us. Welcome to another episode. We're, we're, we are going to check our shit out real fast. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure the watch-along was before then. Steel Toes and Scoreboards Podcast. Here, here's how here's how it went. Uh, Pump the Brakes, the Villanova watch-along, was May 7th of 2023. Okay. Then we did a couple minis. We did four mini episodes. All right. One of those or a couple of those might have been mine. We got back together July 3rd. Okay. 
for Whitey Ball and Wallbangers. Eighty two right. World Series. Right. Brewers Cardinals. We did a weeknight episode in August. We did nothing in September. I put out a mini episode. It was it's entitled Thirty Minutes of Excuses and Ramblings. I was singing, probably. No, you weren't on there. It was just me saying, I, Hey, I we're busy. Gin singing. Oh yeah, you were gin singing, absolutely. Singing, singing. Getting root. Yeah, singing. In December we returned with Do Not Adjust Your Radio for <laughs> for a mini. And then February twenty second we did a mini where we talked let's rant about stuff. We talked about kibbles and bits and everything else. <laughs> So we decided, Kurt. Kurt's decided that we need to start podcasting more again, right. and we're gonna we're gonna work our schedule to where we can get some minis out and we can right. get some. Every once in a while we get it. It was a nice little break. Every once in a while we get to sit, got to sit in together. And, well, I'm. I kind of like the idea of uh, current events. We we kind of see each other. Right. So somebody asked once. What's the difference between current events and a, and a weeknight chronicles episode where you do well? The the mini episodes, the weeknight chronicles, where we cover sporting news and stuff. That's just a quick little episode of everything that's going on within three or four days. Right. A current events is one where we kind of take an expanded and longer look back, like maybe a month or two back, and just kind of right. talk about things. So, uh, the problem was today I wasn't able to. Um, to get any notes put together, so we're just kind of we're just yeah. gonna kind of wing it. We got ESPN open, so we'll talk about a little bit about that, and then I'm sure we'll go off on sidebar tangents like we always do. But uh, I just want you to know I can see it in your face, and I ain't gonna tell everybody what's going on, but I can see it in your face. I want you to know I'm I'm glad to be here with you. All right, uh, and uh, I appreciate you feeding me. Yeah, no worries. Uh, where 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 we have supper from tonight? Where was that place? Bob's Bob's Pizzeria. We had Italian spaghetti and breadsticks, and it, I'm gonna tell you, it was it was the shit. It was very good. Pretty good, yeah. So, baked uh, spaghetti. Well, let's take a look at some current events. I I don't know what we are gonna do, but as I open the baseball e- spring training started up. Well, as I open the Espen up, one of the top headlines is ex Steeler seven time Pro Bowler dies. Uh-oh. So what? Uh, legendary Pittsburgh Steelers outside linebacker, two-time Super Bowl Jack champion. Hamm. No, Andy Russell. Andy Russell, seven-time Pro Bowler. Of course, you know you mentioned Jack Ham. Who was the other Jack in that dominant Lambert. duo? Lambert. Lambert and Ham. Russell was uh the other part of that studded three trios worth of linebackers that uh scared the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russell was a 16th round pick in 1963. Wasn't even born in 63. My dad and mom weren't even born in 63. Right. Yeah, he was in the league for a long time. 12 seasons with Pittsburgh beginning in 63 before serving a two-year military stint. I'm assuming that was Vietnam. Vietnam. Oh. He returned to play from 66 to 76. and oh, put. Would have been Korea. Could have been. He Korea returned and put together a streak of 168 Games played, never missed a game. Damn. In his career, I want you to think about that a minute. It's iron. We're, we're all about, you know, safety and modern technology, and, and uh, I'm like you. I love the old school way things are done, but people are like, you can't be, you know, you can't be ruthless and, you know, stupid nowadays. People get hurt, but back then, yeah, you didn't miss a game. No. Uh, no. You remember Dan Pastorini? Oh yeah. He played the game with a flak jacket on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, nowadays uh, a guy gets a hangnail and he's he's yeah, he's out he's, two he's out two games on the sidelines for two games. Yeah, Peyton Manning, 2006 AFC Championship game at home. That's why they against the, the they need to be paid by performance. That well, way. <laughs> Peyton Manning and uh, y'all can y'all can look this up if you don't believe me. The 2006 AFC title game against the Patriots, where we finally beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, towards the end. Peyton has a has a bad throw and his hand comes down and slams across the back of Tyreek Glenn's helmet. Yeah, that's gotta hurt. And his his whole fingernail and everything just bent backwards and his hands bloody. And he looked at Jim Sorgi and said, "Start warming up Saturday." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, get in the game. Yeah, don't be a little bitch. Get in yeah. the game. It's what Saturday well, told him. This is the same guy also on third down and one would uh, he just fold and drop two knees. Outside linebacker blitz or something. I've seen him do it too many times. <laughs> hey, what's that say? I don't blame Jeff Saturday. Right. Peyton Peyton that, later that, explained later on in years years down the line. He said he said, I didn't think about it like that. He said, I knew I could hang. He said, I ain't a wimp. He said, but I looked at it, what if I get out there and Marvin Harrison's wide open and I just completely one hop one to him. He said it's better to have somebody that's a bill that's got the ability to to make the play to which Saturday goes, Sorgi doesn't have ability. That's well, why he's the backup. Right, right. there you go. So. And, and uh, Peyton Manning, great quarterback. All the, all the stuff you need to be a great, smart, good arm. He lacked the moxie, though. He lacked the moxie? I think he did. He'd never seen him run for a third and one, a crucial third and one scramble. On a game-winning drive. I, mean, I bet Peyton's got a total of like 40 rushing yards his whole career. There you go. But I like quarterbacks uh, like that. Well, I mean, uh, I don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love the Michael Vick type stuff, the Vince Young type stuff. But, but, but I like stand up in the pocket and chuck it, dog, and just. Yeah. You know, but the, you can't, you're asking a lot of, of your offensive line. Oh, oh absolutely. And, you know, and it, if you're not willing to put in that effort for that yard. Uh, let's I want to so this passing of Russell yeah every decade in NFL history has been dominated by certain teams right like the 20s and 30s you had like the Bears and Packers whatnot the 40s was you know some Steeler dominance or whatever the 50s was the Lions the 60s was Packers. the 60s could be argued the early part of the 60s was Chiefs. the Browns Browns could, or or even the Chiefs Lenny Dal- I love Lenny Dawson yeah. the 60s was the pack the 70s belonged or to the Ste- team Steelers the mural in this house right here yeah. the 80s uh, 49ers 90s uh, Cowboys 2000s the first decade from 2000 to 2000 2000s Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Twenty teens from twenty ten through twenty nineteen. That Patriots. one's that that one's kinda open in the air. It could have been a little bit of the Patriots. Could be a little bit of the Chief I mean Yeah, there's been several different winners through there. But the seventies era, and we've talked about your Steelers, uh we did we did a full link available now in the archives wherever right. you, you get your podcast. But that seventies team like the guys that came through those four championship teams, Mel Blunt. Oh yeah, Bradshaw, right? Joe Green. He was the first, he was the nucleus of it all. Who? Joe Green. Oh God, that yes, was that was the. You remember the term we use, linchpin? Yeah, he was the linchpin uh, of that whole. Chuck Noll, first round draft pick, first pick was Joe Green. 
Rocky uh Vietnam veteran. Rocky Ro- Blyer. Rocky Blyer, yes. Uh God, there's so many of them. Chuck you know, you talk about Chuck Knoll. There was Franco, which I know you John Stallworth was a badass. Okay, here's the deal. Let's one. Back in those days, they didn't have the salary cap that they have now. No. So this this four Super Bowl run throughout the seventies decade, this four year run, which was split up course of the decade. Of course they didn't get them all back to back, but for those that don't know. Right. They were there. Every but, year, but you though. have all these studs. Yeah. Just legitimate studs. Yeah. In a non salary cap era. Had you had a salary cap, right. half that team would not be together. No. Donnie Shell. So uh, the list goes on. Take thinking about that for a second. Thinking about that for a second. If you had to pick, if Kirk Kelly was the general manager of the Steelers during that seventies decade run, and the NFL says there's a salary cap coming, and you've got to cut one of those guys between Stallworth and Swan, what guy you keeping? What guy you cutting? Can you imagine having to pick between one of those guys? Sorry, Lynn Swan, but I think I'm gonna have to go. With You're John. gonna go with John Stallworth. Yeah, he he had the ability to break. You know what I want to do right now? I want to compare stats. I want to look at this because that's interesting. So let's but, go. We know. I'm pretty sure John played longer career. Stallworth. Lenny, but uh, verse. Swan. They were both. I mean, that's a tough call. They were both great clutch receivers, really. Lynn, Stall- Lynn Swan versus Stallworth. Let's see. Uh. Well, here's here's something. I want to see stats that are compared. Yeah. They're they're look they're comparing these a lot of people the, the SteelersDepot.com, which is a Steelers fan site, rank them as the eighth best wide receiver duo of all time. And there's Steelers fans saying that. Yeah, I mean uh, well who they got number one. I don't I didn't click yeah. on that one. Let's click on this. It says it's hard to believe combined they only had six Pro Bowls between them. Right. But this, um, this is a back in a run run happy NFL though, I mean, uh, hell, they run out of the single and uh, remember the old pro set, the two pullback and the oh. back in the back. You know how the biggest way football's changed ever since the '90s started to die out into the 2000s. Nobody really carries a fullback, a true fullback uh, on the roster anymore. Uh-huh. I because like, I like you, me a fullback because you have you have guys now that are versatile. But like, I think a fullback, like what I grew up watching in the '90s. You think of like Mike Allstop for the Tampa oh, yeah, Bay Buccaneers, yeah. just running it down. Right. You think of Lorenzo Neal for right. the San Diego Superchargers, the right. now the Los Angeles Superchargers. Let's go back uh, a few. I see. I had a good one. Oh, Matt Suey from the Chicago Bears. Uh, let's see who we got? Forty uh, ers Roger Craig. And, uh, Roger Craig. Well, they got Tom Rathman, uh, Montana. The Rathman was a pretty good call, too. All right, we're going to change this search up to look at career numbers. Rathman. Oh, my Tom God. Rathman, Tom yeah. Rathman. Great fullback. All right, let's see. what Where did this one come from? This one comes from SteelCurtainRising.com. Who was better? They're both Hall of Famers. They can both stretch the field. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much... <coughs> 
tit for tat there. I, I don't know. I think John Stallworth was faster, maybe a little faster than Lance Vaughn. Let's see what they're saying here. Uh, the only knock on Swan is that he played a short time, nine years, there including the strike-shortened 82 season. Oh. Career numbers, 336 catches for 5,400 yards. It's not that many. doesn't say TDs. Uh, really? It doesn't have his TDs on there. Now, the case for John Stallworth that says Stallworth may not have been able to match Lynn Swan's style, but he certainly had the sustenance. Uh, some may see him as a possession receiver instead of a wide, a true wideout. I don't agree with that. Uh, he was a bomb threat, too. He, got, and he, he would have fit well in the uh, 49ers West Coast when it first came up. That West Coast offense, Joe Montana, Pete Rice, or Taylor. You kind of remind me of John Taylor. John Taylor. Good receiver. Why can I not find the... I guess I'm wanting to look at it broken down, but... Uh, all right, hang on. Let's check this out. See, now you got me on this, and now I'm not. I'm not going to be moved off of it because now I want to know. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I don't know who I would get. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yes. I guess it's. I guess I'll just have to go to careerstats.com, or we'll go to NFL. And as far as the, the guys that ranked the Steelers, uh, the duo eighth, I can't say that because I had Franco with, like, where's he at? Top 10? We're getting me back to top 10. Yeah, we'll go to, we're going to go to Pro Football Reference, which yeah. is one of my favorite sites ever. If you guys ever want anything, profootballreference.com is one of my favorite sites. Stallworth. No, not Dante Stallworth. I want John Stallworth. So we're going to look at John Stallworth. His career numbers, 165 games. He averaged 103 yards a game, 537 receptions for 8,723 8, yards, 63 touchdowns. He was averaging 16.2 yards per reception. That ain't a possession receiver, folks. Now, by the same token, token. Hold on, the computer is. He said token. Technical difficulties, folks. Okay. Now, by the same token, he said, token again. <laughs> we're going to look, and then I'll be able to, to flip these side by side. Let's look at Swan. 20. Lynn Swan? Yes, that would be the Lynn Swan I want. Lynn Swan, 116 games, averaged 73 yards a game, 336 receptions, as mentioned, for 5,462 yards, 51 touchdowns, 16.3 yards per catch, yards per reception. Which, so they, they were both threats, field stretching, not as far as I was concerned. So you had number 88. So, and your possession receiver would have been Rex Grossman. Not Rex Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> not Rex Grossman. Or Randy Grossman. Or Benny Cunningham. So I'm going to make the call that if uh, if I have to cut one and keep one because we're in the middle of the 70s decade and they're moving to a salary cap. Uh, I'm going I, with the durable one. You're going to you're going to keep Stallworth. Oh yeah. I'm going to be the outlier and you're we don't over we don't we don't disagree a lot, but I'm going to take Lynn Swan because 
man, he was just he was beautiful. He's just he, he was just he something about him. And I don't mean beautiful, easy, easy. I mean his style of play was beautiful. It was, yeah. It was very but artistic. That, that's a tough call to make. Yeah. Very tough. Okay. I mean, so who do you cut Ham or do you cut Lambert? I uh, definitely don't cut Lambert. Jack Ham was a mean, nasty son of a bitch. He was a damn, he was a guy that could play the run, he could cover. He could cover in a, a pass situation. He was pretty good. He led the team in interceptions, I'm pretty sure, a couple of years. Russell, it says here, Russell used to play linebacker and running back both for Missouri. He was a former Tiger. I did not know that. Mizzou Tiger. Yeah. Here. Hey. Uh-oh. You know I love the chance to go to uh, to go to uh, the money website to look at the change. Uh, yeah. Here we go. He was the Russell was the 220th pick. By the Steelers, they offered him a twelve thousand dollar contract and a three thousand dollar signing bonus. Wow! I oughta, I ain't gonna look it up, but I, I would love to see the. Well, it's gonna be inflated, like. Oh yeah, yeah. He was part of the inaugural class of the Steelers Hall of Honor, which was inaugurated in two thousand seventeen. Uh, and he wrote books about his career and retirement. He was an author. Um. He remained active in the Pittsburgh community, and he even launched his own Andy Russell Charitable Foundation, which supported many local charities across western Pennsylvania. You got to like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to like that. Good face for football. and I think the NFL could use some good faces right now. Too bad. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not gonna say it again. You're not gonna say it again. No. Uh, we had two deaths in professional wrestling this week. Uh oh. Who got? Well, Meat Sauce died. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't like. So the I, million, like, I like Meat Sauce. So I don't mil- like the sound mil- of this already. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, okay. His he had a bodyguard who was black. Okay. His name was Virgil. Yeah, I remember that. Everybody loved Virgil. I remember Virgil. Virgil has been like a clown on social media in his later years in life. And I don't mean a clown disrespectful. I mean, like, he was just a cut-up. He had fun. So He's probably... Never mind. Oh, well, hang on. There was some sort of viral video that came out once where Virgil did an interview and his nuts were hanging out of his shorts. <laughs> and, of course, he uh, he would make reference to the fact that since he was uh, of the the melanated kind, he was he was black, that, you know, the he would make reference to the fact that... I'm, not, I'm trying to keep PG, but fuck it. That black guys have appendages that are bigger than normal guys. So he would talk about the meat sauce. So it's then, because of the equator, yeah. So it, so it was just Virgil's meat sauce become a thing. Like, uh, okay. get in your Google machine for God's sakes. Make sure the safety <laughs> search is on. Make sure the safety search is on, or you will see meat sauce. For the love of God! But just put it together in in your search bar with the safe search on, and you'll find you know just cut up material and whatnot. But uh, the funny one of the furnace Virgil, and, and it's so sad because Virgil was a great guy. Right, uh, he was really a good person. He, uh, there was a viral photo that came out a few years back too, which was just added to him just being this total cut up on social media. Hulk Hogan's picture. 
Okay. Hulk, Brother. Hulk Hogan's daughter, I should say. Okay. His I daughter, know. Brooke. She wanted a picture with Virgil. Right. And Virgil went, I don't give a shit if your daddy's Hulk Hogan. $25 for a picture with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Hulk Hogan, that's, like the biggest star funny. in the history that's of the business. Funny. Right. Uh, yeah. Virgil's, Virgil's meat sauce. <laughs> he was he was 61 years old. Of course, you know, he... He was known as the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase's uh, bodyguard. bodyguard yeah. uh, his real name was Michael Jones. Uh, he was he was a great guy. He was he was such a clown and such a such a goof. <laughs> but then we also lost one of the founding members of uh, the Four Horsemen back in the eighties, oh, Ole no. Anderson. Oh, real? Yeah, there was Ole Arn, Tully yeah. Blanchard, and Ric Flair. Yeah. And Ole passed away at eighty one. <laughs> Dang. Uh, he was a tough as nails yeah, guy. He didn't really look all that athletic, neither did he? No, he was. He looked just like if you went and got in the ring, but yet he liked to hurt people. <laughs> uh, he was. He's just. Uh, and he was a brilliant, brilliant guy, a brilliant wrestler, a Arne, brilliant. Arn and Ole. Arn and Ole, the Minnesota uh, Wrecking uh, Crew. Well, uh, actually, Gene and Ole were the original. Here we go. Me getting a wrestling reference and me being a wrestling nerd. I, I wouldn't remember Gene. The back in the back in the seventies working in the territories in the AWA and traveling down south and everything, Gene and Ole Anderson were the original Minnesota Wrecking Crew. So I, I forget Arn Anderson's real-life name. Arn came in, and he looked a lot like Ole in his 20s. So they just gave him the name Anderson and, and said that he was a nephew to them. Lumberjacks. Yeah, so they said he was a nephew. So he got that rub because the Minnesota Wrecking Crew was one of the more predominant and well-known tag teams in the 70s and then so arn comes in and he gets the rub from moly you know i'm the not not that kind of rub you know what a rub means like <laughs> right, right, right right after two beers gave us a rub by having us on their show right, right, right. so but uh he gets the rub from moly and it and it goes off and then uh you know then eventually we get the groundwork laid for Ole arn right. tolly blanchard right and uh Tully Blanchard was one of my favorite professional wrestlers. Four horsemen. Obviously, I didn't get to see a lot of Tully's work, uh, which, I mean, Tully's still with us. Not like he's dead or anything, but uh, I didn't get to see a lot of Tully's work. And I, I have some memories of some of the stuff in the early 90s, but like a lot of the classic 80s and the Four Horsemen stuff, you're looking at like, you know, 84, 85, right. 86. 80, so this was stuff before I was born. So thank God for. DVD, VHS, and the but, internet. And that would have been what W's. That would well, it would eventually turn into when Ted Turner brought out the Crockett Promotions, and it would it would become WCW. Right there you go. Back then, it was still the NWA. Now NWA, there is that's right. there is an NWA organization running today, and I do like watching it. If you can find it on YouTube, uh, they re-air their shows on YouTube every week. They're on Fight TV, and they're working on a deal. But that NWA, while it does have the logo, it does have the name, it does have the brand, it is a small-time promotion. They're trying to. That's owned by William Patrick Corbin. And for all you people out there that just turned your heads to the radio, yes, that is the William Patrick Corbin. That's the lead singer for the Smashing Pumpkins band. He owns a company called the National Wrestling Alliance that bought the original NWA brand and logo and everything. Now look huh. at you. You didn't know that. I never uh -uh. told you that much as we uh -uh. talk wrestling. I didn't know that. Smashing Pumpkins yeah. frontman, uh, lead singer, lead guitarist. Billy Corbin. Yeah. Billy Corbin I like, owns the I like NWA. Some, I like some Smashing Pumpkins. There's some good stuff. Yeah, not bad. I, I dig some of it. Okay. What, <laughs> what, what else is going on? 
I don't know. Did you hear about Caitlin Clark? Who? Caitlin Clark. Who's that? Well, remember she got proposition to do a sex tape. The uh, the college. It, it, remember we talked about this on the weeknight episode last week. Okay. Yeah. 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 It I said we've that. watched defenders yeah. dribble between your legs yeah. to try to score at the <laughs> hole. We think that would transition well in the adult entertainment industry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so her 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 PR and all that stuff never uh, responded to any of this. Oh no. But she is planning on entering the WNBA draft following this season. Right. And she is now the all-time leading scorer in uh, women's collegiate basketball in the NCAA. Yeah, like there's going to be some other scoring going on. <laughs> I shit you not, everybody listening, I still have that email from that media company saved in my folder in the uh, newsroom at the station. I should have printed that off. How go again? So, so for those that did not catch this, we, we spent 15 minutes cutting up at this last week. But basically... There was a media company that was sending out emails to all the press re- press releases trying to get Caitlin Clark <laughs> to come do cam shows and adult right. entertainment. That's right. Yeah. And one of the taglines in the email <laughs> By the way, That's however you feel bad. about sex work and, and OnlyFans and all that stuff, however you feel about women putting their goodies out there for everybody. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's your business. <clears throat> right. But I gotta give these people credit for the way they pitch this. I mean, come on. This now. is one of the greatest sales pitches in history. It literally said, quote. We've watched countless defenders try to dribble through your legs to get to the hole and score. We think that would transition well in the adult entertainment industry. And I... I'm buying a ticket. Died, dude. I was so dead. I was like, oh, my God, that really just happened. Somebody's got some balls, dude. It was so funny, though. I mean, mean, I'm sorry. That is funny. That's what I was like. Yeah, tell me. It's it's just... It's hilarious. Uh, I mean, you can't make that shit up. No. No. <laughs> He's just, no. No. Good stuff. Now, what's the recent news then? What's going on? I don't know. Uh, you mean just in general? Well, and what, what's happened with her? She, uh, she's, I mean, she's she's just, she's blew the entire ass is she, out is of she the... Go, is she going to do the... Uh, no, there's. she's not going to respond to that. Her PR people's not going to let her respond to that. Um, I mean, money does talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Words of the day from Kurt Kelly. If, money does talk. If they're going to offer a lot of scratch, you know, I mean, you never know. That's a lot of scratch. That's a lot of scratch. Uh, let's see what's going on. We're just we're just gonna we're just gonna cruise a little bit here. Let's. Uh, I know I always get my scratch reference in somewhere too. Yeah, you always. That's a lot of scratch. That's a lot of scratch. Uh. Left tackle Smith, unlikely to return to the Cowboys. Don't care. Patch <laughs> yeah. release Jackson as cap space $100 million. What, what, what is this what, here? What? Oh, they're releasing cap space. Not a big deal. Let's check a look at the NBA. Right. Kurt, let's see what's going on. So far, this still feels like a weeknight chronicles, but it's All okay. Right. We're having fun with it. We're just winging everything. I didn't get time to prep today. Well, um, you come to visit an old friend. First. I come to visit an old friend. Uh, as he's resting peacefully at my feet, you know, for all he's got going on, and uh, I don't want to get Kurt too emotional, but you know, for the last episode we did, Kurt's like, if you need, if you want to come see him, probably better be coming to see him. And uh, boy, did he perk up when I walked he in sure that door. Did. He sure did. Yeah. He come right to me, was sniffing all his tail, was just a fucking wagon. Yeah, he didn't forget me. No, 
He's got the resolve. But. This dog has lost a lot of weight. Don't let the old man in, man. Don't, I'm telling... God, I can't listen to that song, man. It just... Yeah. Oh, it's depressing. And I love Toby Keith. And then, you know, now it, it, it that song blew back up now that he passed away. And I just... Yeah. I can't... The, did you hear the story how he wrote that song? Uh, yeah, I think. With Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, he said they were golfing. Yeah. And Clint was in his 90s or whatever. And he asked him how he kept going. He, he said, said, I don't let the old man in. The old man he in. said, I get up and go outside every day. I don't let the old man yeah. in. Yeah. So basically, you don't sit around and wait to wither away. Kurt. Of course, in Toby's, you know, it wasn't like it was something that sprung on him, you know. He fought for a lot of years. Yeah, he fought for a lot of years. But I really thought he was going to be okay. He came out and did that appearance in November, December, whatever it was. And they were talking like he was going to start working on a new studio album. I'm not saying he was going to tour because a touring schedule would have been hard on him. Right. Maybe you could have done limited dates, like a ten, like a ten day tour, or something. But uh, he. How about this, brother? Radiation is not. It's not the answer. Isn't it crazy that you almost put a form of cancer in your body to kill the cancer? Yeah, I mean it's not the. There's there's a. There's, you you put poison a, in your body to kill the poison. There's a natural. We won't, I don't think we should get into that. We, we right. ain't going to get into a lot of politics, but what did you tell me about when I got the Ronavax? You said, if that's what you want to do, and I said, I just buried one of the closest men I've ever met in my life who died because of this. And then you said, you're like, man, I tell you what, though, if I had to inject myself with poison to protect from a poison, I don't know if I'd do that. We don't get political on here. No. We were outside earlier today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just because of a bunch of road pirates running around. Swing and a miss. Road pirates, you heard me. I did, for all those that, that don't know, without going into too much detail, some some do, some don't. I did get a full apology from, uh, a, from a JPD officer uh, nine months after that happened. Well, He's like, I was like, oh, really? What'd you find out? Well, it turns out we found out that you weren't the guy we were looking for. <laughs> no shit. Thanks for your apology. It wasn't even close. Swing and a miss. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even throw it into his bat. He was swinging so far off. <laughs> <laughs> How bad are you at your job? <laughs> well, that's pretty bad. Man, I don't. Let's just click. I'm just going to start clicking links, see if I can pull something out of here. Uh, any new rules in baseball this year? Any new rules in baseball? I don't. Let's, let's go to the MLB tab. Where is the MLB? Because, uh, I've been hearing rumors of more changes coming about, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't mind it if it helps the game. No, I mean, because we they they listen to our podcast. That when they listen to our third episode. Who record, did the MLB? They listen to our third episode recorded in June of 2021. Where I sat down with the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Kirk Kelly. I don't want that job. <laughs> and, and they listened to us because they instituted a pitch clock. After, they must have been listening. They must have been listening to us. Well, I mean, changing. Things. They did not listen yeah. to us about the uniforms with no, kibbles no. and bits hanging out. No. Steel toes and scoreboards changing. Steel toes and scoreboards changes the world. Well, Tell all your friends. <laughs> they must have been listening. And now we can just get that contract thing. Uh, yeah, really. People need to. We need to get on Joe Rogan's level. Yeah. Um. What do a bunch of Molly or what, what is he does? Wow. DM, uh, DMT, DMT dimethyltryptamine. There you go. 
MLB rule changes 2024. There we go. Let's see what we got here. Can we get it? Well, direct from MLB.com. Uh, what we got here? Anything? Widening of the runner's lane to first base among the changes. Not a bad idea. Really? Yeah. Uh... The widening of the runner's lane to include the dirt between the foul line and the infield grass. The committee also voted to reduce the pitch clock allotment by two seconds with runners on base and reduce mound visits by one uh-huh. amid other minor changes aimed at furthering the pace of play. Uh, a proposed rule at limiting fielders' ability to block bases other than home plate was unanimously tabled by the committee, so they don't want to talk about that. The runner's lane change will be particularly well received by right-handed batters who now have a direct path to first base. Makes sense. Uh, MLB rule, dot, 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 because I don't want to read all the numbers, required a batter to run the last half of the distance between home plate and first base between the foul line and a three-foot line drawn on the right-hand side of the dirt. Under this new proposed rule, the runner's lane will still be chalked in order to keep runners from drifting too far into foul territory on plays in which the ball is in foul territory. Okay. Interesting. It's a foul ball, then, if it's in foul territory. I I, I guess. I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure about all that, but... Hey, I'm just saying... I do like the two two more second thing, right? For those that you, you might want to go back... It's halfway through the episode of our uh, our third episode released in June of 2021. Uh, Turning around the MLB was what it was called. Commissioner Kelly said he couldn't do this on his own. He needed an assistant commissioner, so I became deputy commissioner. And I brought up the pitch clock and uh, things I would do. And uh, it, it was eerily similar. Yeah. Which I know somebody out there is screaming at the radio right now. Yeah, dumbass, because they've been talking about this for 20 years. <laughs> Well, it took, it might have been. They maybe it would, but you know what? We they heard us the, talking about it, so, so we tipped the scale, and they yeah. did it. We tip scales, all right. I do. Uh, we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah. That's one of them dicky do things. Quarter ain't ton. It? Quarter ton. Yeah, I'd say. That's one of them dicky do things, ain't it? Yeah. Now weighing in at a quarter ton. <laughs> hey, Kurt, what's a dicky do? Uh, it's when your belly stick out further than your dicky do. <laughs> <laughs> That's my co-host, everybody, Kirk Kelly. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's some good. Uh, no soccer's much of any changes at all, really. And, uh, I don't know about. I I, I get what they're. I don't know if I smell what they're stepping in on the foul line thing, though. You don't know. I mean, when you let's say you get a base hit, we when you round first base, it's kind of natural to drift out. Into foul territory a little bit, isn't it? Well, you would think so. When you're rounding the base there, well, a good so. base runner is going to take the, an angle. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying, but they're saying if they're getting they're getting awfully above my head. Is what well, I mean, they already got the shit that they call balls and strikes without an umpire, and I'm sure they could. Hell, you they got what they have. the TV cameras got that perspective. So, I wanted to take a minute. I wanted to pause a minute because I wanted to bring something to your attention. That's uh, we're gonna get back to sports, but um, I wanted to I wanted to step away from sports for just a second to a story that has taken the United States by storm in the last week and a half. 
Okay. It's been national news. I know you've got a new phone for once ever since, you know, about a year ago now. So now you're able to get updates on things and you've got a good phone. And there's a story that's going across the country that I have a personal connection or a vested interest in it, however you want to say. Uh, There was a young 22-year-old girl that was brutally butchered on the University of Georgia campus. Her name's Lakin Riley. Now, I know you're looking at me, why does this matter? Why do you care? Well, this has made national headlines because she was butchered, or however you want to say it, by an illegal immigrant. We're not getting political. Shut up. Just listen. Not you. I'm talking to the listeners. You let me and Kurt speak. Uh, We're not getting political, but she had been... This this occurred to her. She was unalived by an illegal immigrant. This man had slipped through custody multiple times. He was from not Central America, so I don't want people to say we're thinking we're talking about Hispanics and people from Mexico. He was from South America. Um, he had um, he'd been arrested, <laughs> let go, arrested, and let go, whatever. And then he just decided this girl was just walking campus, went out for a jog. Well, the reason I have a personal interest in this story and uh, uh, almost like a connection is one of my best friends lives down in Georgia, not far from Atlanta, not far from Athens or whatever, where the campus is. This girl is practically his niece because this girl's father and my friend are like best friends. So he told us the story about it last Friday morning when it first happened. Uh, I talked to him online and it just blew my mind it just this poor girl her whole life ahead of her right well we we were i checked in with him a couple days ago uh, a bunch of us did it's like hey how's it going you know everything they were getting ready for her funeral which was yesterday and he made the phrase he said things are going to work out and he i said well why you say that and he said well he said her dad which is his best friend he said her dad got a call from a certain blonde haired orange faced man and I looked, and I a blonde-haired orange, and I knew right away who he was talking about. He was talking about the previous president of the United States had called because this is a big case. Right. To give you an idea of how big of a case is, right. you know, I don't work with you anymore, but there's a factory right next door to where I used to work with you called Meyer Distributing. The guy that owns that, that's your lawnmower. Okay. In March, March 2nd, that's your lawnmower. Anyways, weed eater. That's the weed eater. He's getting it ready. Yeah, there you go. But there's a factory right next to where you and I used to work, where you still work, called Meyer Distributing. Right. It's owned by a guy from Jasper. The guy that owns that is a United States senator for the state of Indiana by the name of Mike Braun. Okay. Mike Braun has went public about this case and talked about it. Donald Trump got involved and talked to this girl's father for 15 minutes on the phone. When when he was telling us this, I was like. Why would he... He's going through this stuff to try to... You know, the election's coming up. He's going to try to get back in office. And however you feel about him, I don't give a shit. It just... He reached out. So this is this really tells me that this whole illegal immigrant thing... And Biden's been talking about stuff on the border. This is going to be a, a hot-button issue because how profile this is. This sweet little child, 22-year-old girl, as pure and innocent as they come. Because we can't... Because we can't control the borders and, and people are slipping through the cracks that should either well, be deported or not, incarcerated. Not that we can't control the border. They didn't put no effort into controlling the border. And uh, 
I remember thinking the other day, I was like, did Donald Trump can call. We all got a bunch of guns. We can all go down there and just well, sit on the border and be like, all right, there you go. Donald Trump could call because he says he cares, and maybe he does, but I'm thinking at the end of the day. It's all about the votes. It's all about the votes, which on, at the end, and I hate to say that about any. I would say that even if I was a Biden supporter or even if I was a, if I was a, whoever I support, you know, I would be like, oh, that's nice. But at the end of the day, none of them give a shit about us. What did I tell you earlier? About the left and the right. Hey, there you go. United is one. United is one. It, it ain't no, it, it time for division is over, folks. But for those of you that are listening, whether you choose to believe me or not, you've all heard about the Lake and Riley case. Her, practically her uncle, I mean, she's not blood related to him, but pra- it's practically her uncle is one of my best friends who lives in Georgia. And it legitimately was his best friend's kid that this happened to. And, uh, it was a big ceremony. Her funeral was yesterday, and uh, it's just um, it's a sad, sad thing. Yeah, she was she's right. a she's a pretty girl. For those of you that haven't looked, I mean, she was a beautiful, beautiful young girl. Uh, she was it was uh, he was a Venezuelan immigrant, so that's South America, a monster, and he entered the U.S. illegally, and um, it and it's tragic to say it. It, it hurts me to say this. But the autopsy showed the the cause of death was a serious quotes that all the media outlets are using because they took it direct from the autopsy report. It was said a seriously disfiguring head wound. So she was just on a jogging trail. And it was last Friday, the 22nd or Thursday, whatever day it was. She just went out for a jog. She was 22 years old. Yep. Had her whole life ahead of her, and she was in the nursing program. She was going to go to be somebody that saved right. lives. Right. Uh, I don't want to make people fear mongers. No, but there's but a lot of evil out there, folks. The guy's name was Jose Abara. He was 26 years old, and he was arrested and charged on the 23rd with her with her murder. So uh, the guy will get the the guy has been in and out. Of the system, been arrested for previous things and previous markets, but what, what, this one will seal the deal. He'll never see the outside of a the outside of something ever again. So it's awful, it's awful weird that whenever it's, it does not seem like there's these people that just like in his case, they've been in trouble before. Da da da, in and out, in and out. Something's weird there. Something's off. Yeah. So so again, you know, we don't get political on the show. I'm trying not to keep it political. I just wanted everybody to know that. This is a huge national story, and it has been for a week and a half now. And I, I won't say I have a personal connection in it. I'll, maybe I'll say a vested interest, just for the simple fact of the guy that was practically her uncle is one of my best friends. And uh, uh, what what people can do now is just, uh, and again, I don't give a shit how any of you vote. You can be Republican, and you can be Democrat, and you can still be friends because some of my best friends are as far left as they go. Some of my best friends are as far right as you can go. You, you don't have to. All I'm saying now is uh, I think this is going to be something that's really talked about the rest of the year, and there something's going to happen. I just I basically wanted to talk about this just because uh, I want people to be thinking about this family and all the people. Of, get rid of division, man. That's right. It, unity. You know. You know. You know. The last time I really seen this country a, a unified house, as one. A house divided what. Fold. Exactly. You know, the last time I really seen this country united as one, um, I was fourteen years old. I know, September twelfth, two thousand eleven, or two thousand one. Right. The day after nine eleven. That was yeah. the last time I've really seen this country all united as one. Yeah. 
So, and uh, what happened? Well, I mean, we went and, well, in the words of Toby Keith, we put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Yeah. So, so back to back to. <laughs> Just to, to get off that, I just wanted to uh, Lake and Riley rest in peace. By the way, I just I want to bring that up that because I mean everybody in the world if they watch the news, which you're an old guy that don't really watch the news, yeah, you uh, everybody's talking about it. So I have trouble with the media sometimes. Well, you know, if only you had a buddy that worked in TV and radio, and I do the news. Yeah, that's true. I was on the news. I was on the TV news last night. I know, but you're you're not out covering the news, are you? Well, I mean, I go if there's something big. I don't want to leave my cushy desk. <laughs> right. I mean, if I have to go leave and cover something, I will. But so my fat ass has got me uh, accustomed to my desk chair. Me, me getting incarcerated is not a big event for you to come out or anything. <laughs> you? Yeah. No. I wasn't there at that time. <laughs> Did you just break the fourth wall and tell everybody you were incarcerated? Uh, yeah, I've been incarcerated. Yeah. Well, since Kurt broke the fourth wall, everybody, <laughs> in, in January of last year, when we were taking a sabbatical for about a month, uh, it was because Kurt was wrongfully incarcerated, uh, briefly. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, a, I mean, it was for, it was for past transgressions that had just, we'll, we'll, we'll be, it's honest. It was past transgressions that had been overlooked. Uh, and, uh, I have seen my name at the top of the page. <laughs> As Kurt said, he said, uh, it, it was in the past back when I used to do things that were not so nice. He said, uh, you know, they went about it the wrong way, though. Yeah. And your lawyer was an idiot, by the way. We'll put that out there. I mean, I've always been nice. I mean, I, <laughs> I can't believe we just told everybody yeah. we're incarcerated. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall now, Kelly. Well, sometimes. It's, it's just it is what it is. And here I was on there like, I don't know what's going to happen with the show. Kurt had to take an emergency sabbatical for a while. Uh, and this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Was that the uh, weed eater out there? Uh, Lawnmower? It was a weed eater, yeah. Yeah. Why well, it sound good? Oh, oh yeah. Really you good. can pick it up real good. Sound good, pretty good. <laughs> we definitely need a studio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kurt, well, let's go back to ESPN and just see what we can pull. This is good. I mean, to see each other face to face. Yeah. Let's, uh, you want to talk soccer? No, hell no. You would not believe the amount of people that gets upset with me when I say soccer is not a real sport. I don't care. Kurt pulls rank. There is, we've only talked soccer three times on this show, and it had to be something really important for Kurt to even let me bring it what, up. They scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt goes, 90 minutes and not a fucking score one. Yeah. And all the yellow cards and the clock don't make no sense. I'm sorry. Kurt's biggest beef with soccer is the count, is the clock. Is, yeah. Is the, is the, is how, the how do you clock. count? From one to twenty, <laughs> and on what you est- estimate is time fucking around chasing the ball out of bounds. True, and they guesstimate. Well, I think it might have been three minutes we chased the ball around out of bounds. So well, three minutes on to twenty minutes, and all of a sudden it's twenty-three minutes. And you're like, what? Uh, what? What is going on here? Exactly, and all the yellow and red cards, and you ain't allowed to run into anybody. No. But that's inevitable if you look at the way the game is. I mean, you're going to hit somebody. Yeah. They need to be more like hockey rules, I think. Let them fight. Fuck it. Let them. 
Let them fight. Fuck it. That would make soccer a little more interesting, right? That's true. Some guy, you get ready to kick the ball. Some guy kicks it out from underneath him. You even Charlie Brown it. And we just go and punch him in the face. Done deal. What else we got? But in hockey, they even give you a stick. That's even better. I love, I love some hockey. A, a. Uh, what, what, let's just click on the NHL tab. What do we got going on here in the NHL? Anything? Uh, I don't even know who won the last cup. Since the Penguins suck anymore, <laughs> can't find a goalie anywhere. Of course, that would be an intimidating job, really. Think about it. that freaking rubber puck. Come flying at you. I love 100 mile an hour standings. I'd be flinching. I'm sorry, but 22-23. I will say that uh, hockey guys probably there's some uh, there's some great middle infielders that had great hands, but them guys there eye hand coordination is like. And you're moving on a quarter-inch blade. I can, I don't. Yeah, Kurt. I don't. And how they they pass it and take it out of the air and just catch it on the end of the stick and I should stick. Man, it's crazy. It's a lot of talent. Hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination. Which is a lot different than. I mean, you got repetitive or muscle memory like. But uh, that all wouldn't be the same muscle memory at all. Time. A good foundation helps with that. Well, yeah. You watch me shoot basketball a hundred times. You're like, I know why you suck. You're like, you don't even shoot the ball right. Uh, you, you I'm like, there's not a particular way to shoot the ball, Kurt. And you're like, oh yeah, there is. Oh yeah, there is. Kurt, you were like, you push off with the ball. Like, what are you doing? Um, it's a. Uh, I'm the world's worst basketball player. If anybody's asking. And uh, you shoot with two hands. And yeah, it actually the release should just be. Yeah, that bothers you that I shoot with two. That's Kurt's biggest beef this, with me. He, this, your offhand is just there to. You, you remember exactly guide, how I shoot, don't you? Yes. You're walk- guide the ball until you are. I didn't even notice the goal. Is it gone? No, it's out there. I didn't notice it when I pulled in. It's out there. The yeah. Kelly, the Kelly Sports Multi Complex. Yeah, well, it's it's in disarray right now. The uh, the wiffle ball field. It'll be back up. Hey. It'll be improved too. It's almost time to start gardening. It is time to start gardening. It's it's almost I'm ready. I've got my comp I've got my uh raised garden bed. There you go. I'm gonna plant tomatoes again this year. Yeah. And uh I got some potted plants or potted I'm gonna let the girls plant some you flowers and then feed a man a fish. He eats for a day. Teach a man to fish. <laughs> Hey, when the apocalypse happens and the zombies come, I'm coming run with you. Not because you got all this room out here, just because <laughs> I know we'll never go hungry. No, we won't go hungry. So. No, we won't go hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't know about fending off any zombies. I mean, I guess we just have to be uh, out of sight, out of mind. The zombie apocalypse, Kurt. I'm pretty sure I know I can go places where I wouldn't be found. Oh yeah, I wish I could disappear to some places where I would. I, I know some places I could go, but it'd take a minute and a day to find me. There's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. So, I want to talk about Johnny Football a minute. Manziel. Uh huh. 
Both. So. Yeah. So, so okay. So he's a brown. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Yeah. Love him. I mean, I love watching burnouts happen. You know, train wrecks. <laughs> right, right. Antonio Brown, Johnny Manziel, right, Vince right. Young. Like everybody loves a good train right. wreck. So for those that may not remember, uh, Johnny Manziel, Texas A and M. What was their? Uh, I don't remember. Texas A and M. Somebody's screaming at me right now. Whatever they were, I don't remember. Aggies. The Aggies. That's right. That's right. The Aggies. Uh, 2012 Heisman Trophy winner. Claim to fame because he had a little swagger. He got them playing decent. They beat Alabama, right. which I believe they beat Alabama in Alabama, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. They did. They did. That that made Johnny a star. Uh, he, he 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 did a little clapping on social media this week at um, what is he, this? He did Eric Clapton. Where? No, he did a little clapping back at the NCAA. They invited him to attend the Heisman Trophy ceremony as a former Heisman Trophy winner, and he basically told them that they could, uh, you know, kiss his butt. Kiss his butt. Yeah, they could. Uh, they could kiss my butt. They could fondle and suck at the same time. You know what I'm saying? He's doing <laughs> you know this because saying. he because he <laughs> says Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, there. Know, know what I'm saying? saying? J Rock. Know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> J to the R to the O to the C. I've been watching Trailer Park Boys again. <laughs> I went back and started rebinging the series. I'm, uh, I'm not even kidding. I believe yeah, it's pretty yeah. shit. Ricky's uh, Julian. It's not fucking rocket appliances, okay? Julian, that was the guy that had the whiskey. Always had the whiskey. Coke, yeah. Ricky was the stupid one. Yeah. Julian, it's not fucking rocket appliances, okay? Instead of rocket science, it's rocket right, appliances. Rocket, but, but, uh, bubbles. 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 Every single person, if any of our <laughs> listeners do not know the Trailer Park Boys, bubbles. go Google Bubbles Trailer Park Boys and watch clips of him. He is everybody's spirit human. In, uh, bubbles is a non-alcoholic. He's a non-smoker. Bubbles doesn't very rarely even smokes pot. Bubbles is just Bubbles. Yeah, he's something... That's a nice fucking kitty. That <laughs> sounds like he. When that when the panther or the when the lion or whatever came through the park, it's a it's a big fucking kitty. Come here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> or a bubble starts. Uh, I haven't seen all of them, but that's, it's pretty funny shit. I need I need to start watching some more of them. But anyways, Manzel told him to stick it where the sun don't shine. Look. He's not going to the Heisman ceremony until they give the trophy back to Reggie Bush. Reggie now, for Bush. those that don't know what I'm talking about, Reggie Bush, New Orleans Saints, was a 2005 Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. He beat out Vince Young. He beat out Matt Leiner. Right. Beat out a lot of guys. And Reggie Bush was one of the premier college players. Former USC Trojan. Right. Everybody loves good USC team. Uh, they... Removed the trophy from him back in, uh, I don't remember what year it was. Um, he had sanctions levied against him in 2010. I believe he was still in the league at that time. Uh, sanctions came across uh, USC and Reggie Bush and all this stuff. And in July of 2021, on uh, the day that the NLL, the NIL, which is the name, image, and likeness rights were granted to college athletes, uh, he released a statement requesting that his Heisman and NCAA stats be reinstated. 
because they were, you know, Bush was. It, it was just. A, it was just a mess. It's. It's a good story. Uh, Reggie Bush has sued the NCAA. He's locked in a lawsuit with them. The NCAA filed for motion. <laughs> this all deals with uh, a lot of name, image, and likeness stuff. That also deals with them taking the burnout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's it's a good story if you want to look it up. I don't know. Uh, I'm just. I'm not. <laughs> I might check it out. But uh, Johnny Menzel, Aggies. The A and M Aggies. Aggies. What's an Aggie? But what's a Hoosier? Oh, speaking of the Hoosiers, they suck. Dude. We win a meaningless game against Wisconsin after somebody pulls a fucking fire alarm. Uh, I don't I don't well I don't get it. Mike Davis is not the answer. Woodson? Or Woodson? Yeah, yeah no. What's that that experiment's over. Yeah. I know there's somebody gonna be like, You guys are racist, it's just cause he's black. No. Like Hello, we love sports. Right. And, and Woodson was a great player in his day. Woodson sucks as a coach. And, uh, what's IU base success off of? National? National championships, which they've not had since the year I was born, which would have been 1987. That's, uh, seven. That's why Mike has got to go. Nine and eight. It's not. Hey, I thought you guys fixed the problem when we, you got rid of Matt Canada. We... The standard has become too salt in hey, Pittsburgh. I remember you saying, "Get rid of Mike. Can- get rid of get rid of Canada first. Success in Pittsburgh is what Matt Canada, not Mike. Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl parents. Success for every team is a Super Bowl. Well, guess what? At some point during the year, thirty-one other teams are going to be disappointed. Well, there can only be one champion. Well, and we and that's why you don't strive to be nine and eight every year. You know what? It should not be nine and eight. That's a dumb record. I, it should be eight and eight. I agree. A sixteen game season. It's yeah. perfect. This seventeenth game pisses me off. Yeah, I don't much care for it. Of course, the NFL. I, there's a lot of changes I don't like. I don't like the new jersey number systems yeah. that they're letting people have. Yeah. Wide receivers are eighty 80. through eighty nine, yep. or uh, you know, they're ten through nineteen. Right. Quarterbacks, running back. Or quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are through 1 through 19. 1 through 19. Running backs, defensive backs. 30s. It's, it's 20 through 30, 49. Or, yeah. Linebackers 50s. and centers are the 50s, or the linebackers are the 90s. They let Robin right. Morris for the Colts, right. 494. Right. Uh, defensive linemen 70s. are the 60s, 70s, 70s, or the 90s. Yeah. Um, I just, oh, God, this jersey. I sound like an old man. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's, it's uh, easier to keep track in the old way, I think. And I watch these guys come on field. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Oh, it's a defensive back wearing and number five. Zero. Like, what the fuck is this? Or double zero or something. I get that we're in a, in a modern age time with the highest form of technology and the highest, most advanced, fa- advanced form of science and health that we are. And I get concussions are a big deal. But we're about 10 years away from watching the National <laughs> FFL, a the flag, National Flag, flag Football, Football League. League. Yeah. At me, I don't care. We that's, are about 10 years away from the NFFL. Oh, it's already a Pro Bowl thing. The so. national fight. That's already a hey, Pro Bowl thing. Do yeah. you guys remember, like, when. Do we remember when All Star games were actually good? The yeah. only good All Star game we have these days is still baseball uh, and uh, hockey. I don't know if I mentioned it. I watched the 1987 NBA All Star game oh. not too long ago. Dr. J's final. 
Yeah. All-Star game. Damn good game. Yeah. Damn good game. And what happened this last NBA All-Star game? It was 200 and something to what? Do you remember when guys used to play their fucking heart out for well, yeah. bragging rights? Yeah. And now well, it's just, hey, let's it, it, throw it up a okay. dunk, no defense, because we don't want anybody to blow their game well, out in the middle of the season. The, well, you know what? That's the risk you ran back then. The MLB kind of did something about it. Uh, make it where it means something. Well, yeah, because tell everybody tell everybody what happens if, if your league wins the All-Star game. You, you get you, what? You get home field advantage. In the World Series. Yes. Make it worth something. I mean, everybody likes seeing threes dropped and dunks, but when you're putting up 200 points in an all-star game, the other team's putting up 180, and there's no defense. Well, I mean, they're not going to watch the game anymore. They're going to watch the three-point contest, the slam dunk contest. But the game is going to be poop. Poop's a good word for it. Yeah, poop. The game is poop. 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 That's just the way I see it. NBA. A lot different than when I was a young feller. Man, there was a lot of talent bursting in the league in that time. He had Bird, he had Johnson, he had keep going. Jordan Wilkins. Hakeem. Dominique the Freak. Uh, a lot of talent. He had Drexler, he had the list goes on. Kurt's favorite story is the is the Clyde Drexler mixtape I sent him. It, damn good fucking mixtape. It, had, it had some old school '90s rap behind it, and uh, Clyde and Clyde the Glide Drexler, Portland Trailblazer, and a Houston Rocket. Rocket doing his thing. One of my all time favorite players. Uh, an unconventional two guard. Really wasn't much of a shooter, but no. Uh, he played two most of the time, I think. You know? Yeah. What's up, Bubba? You can go you can get in there, Bubba. You're our mascot, buddy. Yeah. He luck ate some spaghetti with us earlier. Yeah. You need to go out? He might have to go potty. We are gonna take a pause for the cause and we will be back. Yeah. And we're back. They never even knew we were gone. We didn't we did not play baseball this time. <laughs> right. Do got a nice campfire going outside. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh yeah. Pretty tough to watch. Well what else do you want to talk about? I mean we're this isn't even, we're we're just kinda of spitballing everything. Uh, uh. Hold on a second. What is this? What you got? NCAA Football Rules Committee pitches in-helmet communication. Oh, yeah? A rule ch- a rule pitched on Friday proposed that schools would be allowed to use coach-to-player communications through the helmet to one player on the field. That player would be identified by having a green dot on the back midline of his helmet, and the communication would be turned off with 15 what? seconds remaining on the play clock or whenever the ball is snapped. We didn't have that already? I mean, you've got it in the NFL, but something like that. But, you know, I guess not in college. Georgia Bulldog coach Kirby Smart said the rules committee co-chair said he doesn't think there should be a knee-jerk reaction to the proposed technology rule changes because of the alleged widespread sign stealing thing going on at Michigan <laughs> earlier this year. 
Huh. Well, uh, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't have that in the in the uh, uh, collegiate ranks to begin with, you know. Right. Tell that. I don't know. It sounded like a big boom. I don't know. Doyle outside doing something. Was it an explosion? Maybe trash. Yeah, it could be. Well, you know, I've got all this NCAA stuff pulled up. And, uh, yeah, so there's not there's not really a, a lot of uh, sports news. So you want to spitball something else? Got anything? Uh, Let's, you want to talk music? Um, well, we can talk music, yeah. What do you want? I don't care what you want to talk about. Um, I can turn it off. We can hang out. We can end it, but I'm sorry we did. I, I'm, I, I, this is all me. I didn't come as prepared as I, I should. Have. We're all right, bro. I, I'm just. I know you're preoccupied with what's most important. I always love how he lays down to eat. <laughs> He missed it. He, he laid down a little bit too far away. He reached up there and he grabbed it with his mouth and pulled it to him. Did he? Yeah. When? Just now? Just now, yeah. He, even when he sat down, he has trouble sitting down. But he, he sat down too far away from him. He's like, oh, fuck. He reached up there and he grabbed it with his head. I would, it, was, it was always so funny the first time we started recording. For for those that... I'm gonna, I, I hate doing this because the, the sound... Here we go. For those that haven't been with us since day one, which would have been May of 2021, coming up soon on three years, who would have thought we'd still be doing this three years later? Right. I know we had a we had a nice 2023 got away from us, right. but uh, who would have still thought we'd be doing this? Especially when you're incarcerated. <laughs> I can't believe you told. <laughs> Kirk Kelly was Kirk Kelly was in the Hooskow for uh, about a, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I did. I never uh, said. I never said that once three, on the show. Three squares and a cut. Eh? Yeah, I never said that once on the show. Although Kirk Kelly did find out when he was in the Hooskow that uh, there's people out there that knew who Steel Toes and Scoreboards were. Yeah, <laughs> which was like uh, really yeah, wow. <laughs> Great ambassador work, right? But uh, the wrong place, wrong place. Yeah. To be doing. Oh yeah. I mean, I but know. for for those that don't know, when I first started coming around. Luck was huge. Uh, with with Luck's health issues, he's lost a lot of weight. But yeah. Luck was a big boy. He used to be so fat, he would lay down to eat. And I remember saying, that's a man after my own heart right there. A man that can lay down to eat his food. <laughs> was that... You all right? What? We heard a big explosion outside. Heard a big boom. Something. something. Boom. Out there. Something. Yeah. I was just out there. I didn't hear it. Oh. I thought, I was like, maybe he was burning... I, I mean, I started a little fire, but nothing that oh. was in that. Had a bottle with a cap on it, maybe? No, no plastic. There is some booms going on every once in a while. Man, I tell you what, you you out here... You know what? You I owe you an apology. What? Because I keep talking to you about Martin County, Martin County, and you said, I well, Davis know. County ain't that far. Yeah. I, I finally <laughs> looked at the ge uh, the geography. We're closer to Martin or Davis County... We live in Davis County. ...than you are in Martin County. This is Davis this is County. Yeah, but Mark, Martin County's down the road. Yeah, but when you get back out this way, you, you were right. I was wrong. I'm like, you're wrong, Kurt. Look, I literally say you're in Martin County when I cross the line, but you get back out this way. It's Davis County. This is Davis County. Mm -hmm. I literally could at one time could have threw a rock into Martin County where I lived. Yeah, I didn't throw up on everybody. It's all right. 
That spaghetti was pretty good. Though. That spaghetti was pretty good. I appreciate you making that. I didn't make it. <laughs> or, or buying it, I should yeah. say. I, I appreciate you feeding me. Yeah, no worries. That's some of that uh, stick to your rib stuff. Yes, I told you we was gonna eat good. Kirk Kelly made us made us uh, country fried steak once. Yeah, with homemade green beans. With oh yes, corn, fresh from the Kelly garden. Yep, it was a pretty good little mix up. You yeah, put it all on your steak. And we we eat good I every time we too. record. You did make gravy. It was packaged gravy, but it was good. We had the two a.m. bonus episode that night. We threw chicken nuggets and and uh, onion rings in the fryer at two o'clock in the morning. Still got that, don't you? What's that? The the air fryer. Oh yeah. Bubba, go lay down. Luckers. Everybody, everybody, say a little prayer for Kirk Kelly and and Luck, because uh, yeah. Kurt's gonna have to make a decision that no man should make about his best friend. So. Yeah. Well, I guess that'll do it for a uh, what what was supposed to be a full length episode, but I just did not have my stuff prepared. So we got we got something out. That's yeah. the main thing. We're back out there. So for Kirk Kelly and Luck and Luck, I'm Jared Atkins. This has been an episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Luck, we love you, buddy. Yep. And uh, we will catch everybody next time. Peace out.